It's RJ back again, once again, with Rory. Here we are to break down everything and everything qualifying related. Uh, so many good storylines. We started off with Ferrari, Charles Leclerc on pole. Um, immediate reaction, Rory. Uh, are you surprised your boy Max is not sitting there instead? <laughs> uh, no, I think the Ferraris were hiding their pace all along. Like you saw in this Q1 that they had pace, like, but before that, they showed glimmers of it. But no, I think it was only like a tent between Leclerc and, Verst- and Verstappen, so it was close. Mm-hmm. So I think Verstappen said, uh, Christian Horner said that Verstappen had a mistake in the last corner. So he could have been even closer, even on pole, but I'm happy for, for Ferrari, so I'm not surprised. But it's going to be a close race tomorrow, anyway, let's say that. Oh, definitely will be. Yeah, I uh, I got the vibe at the very end. I, you, I, Carlos definitely wanted to be on pole over Leclerc. And I, and I think for Ferrari fans... Leclerc at the end, what more or less had mentioned, you know, he's got a lot of work to do, which if you're a Ferrari fan, that just has to be music to your ears. You got to be really um, happy with that fact. And I believe it was five cars that were into Q3 that, or at least past Q2 that were Ferrari power units and Mercedes, you know, being powering Aston Martin as well. And uh, Williams, or is it McLaren, if I'm not mistaken? So I think it was Q1. It mm-hmm. was one Honda, one Rebel powertrains, which is Honda, basically. Um, and McLaren was is Mercedes, Mercedes, two Aston Martins, which is Mercedes as well, and the Williams. So, yeah. And then I think it was like, yeah, it's Q2. That was like some five out of six Ferrari. Like, I think not all, not all, all six power Ferrari cars made it into Q2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be pretty happy with that. Uh one thing that was I thought was interesting as well with that, we had that whole talk about Mercedes, quote unquote, are they sandbagging? Uh, I don't obviously think that's in the case. I do find it very ironic that Valtteri does outperform George Russell um, in the first race of the season. There's got to be some irony there. Um, yeah. I got to imagine if you're Valtteri, you got to be pretty happy with it. If you're a Mercedes fan, I, I don't know how you feel about that fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what Dens would have to think on that one. Yeah, I don't think Dens will. I say, like, I was talking to a few Mercedes fans in the Twitter space there, and they're happy. They're happy for what, like, this Mercedes where they are at the minute. But I definitely think Mercedes in the next few races will be back, will be closer. But mm-hmm. I, for Russell, yeah, like, I think it was like in a previous uh, one of our spaces uh, a few days ago, someone was saying, like, would a question would would Russell be able to handle the pressure of Mercedes? And you could say, like, he was leading Lewis in the practice sessions, but he kind of fell down the order. Like, he was, I think he was 1.6 seconds off Lewis, like, and about mm-hmm. nearly two seconds off Max, like, so, like, altogether, like, so, uh, no, off the curve, sorry, I think. But, yeah, definitely, like, being, for Mercedes being out, for Russell being out qualified by Alonso, Magnussen, and Bottas is is pretty it's strange to say, not say the least like or for like what works we're used to mercedes being yeah i don't i don't think it's anything that obviously mercedes quote unquote can't fix in the interviews yesterday with lewis and george you know they didn't expect i think too much of a surprise with the car there and it's definitely going to take a few races but the beauty of the whole season i think just you know breaking down what we've seen now and looking forward, it's 23 races, you Mm -hmm. know, it's definitely going to be a marathon, not a sprint. So um, there will, there will be a lot of twists and turns, you know, literally and figuratively. And uh, I know George Russell, even on that last 
that last lap, they were even highlighting that, he, you know, he had braked a little bit later and then caused him, you know, more or less to not catch the apex there. So mm -hmm. um, he definitely had a, a mental mistake, but I think going forward, it's, you know, you'd, you'd expect them to iron out any details. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it's even more surprising to me because at this point last year, you may think George and a Williams team is down in P18, somewhere really low. And this mm -hmm. week we got Daniel Ricardo in P18. I know we're both Daniel Ricardo fans. Um, mm -hmm. Can I get a reaction from you on that? I was like, I perhaps predicted there, uh, and uh, my bottom three was going to be Ricardo, uh, Joe, mm -hmm. and Alan, which I got one correct, but yep. um, I think. Ricardo, like he missed three days of testing in Bahrain. He's only he only before that he only had one and a half days in the car and some filming days, but and then like he had a water leak. Yes, on free practice too, which was out for most of the session, and he missed most of the uh, FP three today as well with the, with the water leak. So yeah, I was expecting it. I don't think he was as comfortable in the car. But that McLaren didn't have raw pace today. Like even Lando couldn't like what Lando doesn't qualify and couldn't even get into like the top ten. So yeah, I I felt bad for Ricardo, but mm -hmm. it was out of his control what, what what happened to him, if you get me. Yeah, no, I I definitely feel you on that. I mean it's it was it's hard. Uh obviously Ricardo not having the practice coming back from COVID. We don't know how sick or sick he wasn't. So there's always that physical aspect, even if the car did have the pace um where he's at. But uh, I mean, you would hope for his sake, you know, it can only go up from here. He's obviously started off the season on the proverbial back foot, just, just with everything. But, um, the, the bigger shock to me more down at the end of the pack there was the fact that Hulkenberg who hasn't raced since October of 2020, thank you F1 Twitter for, uh, these facts, um, credit where credit is due and he outperforms stroll, obviously strolls had more time with the car itself you know, going to the factory, everything like that. Um, I know we're going to get into Magnuson being back, but is this more a story of Hulkenberg being back in some degrees or Stroll just early signs of really struggling? Or both, it's, Aston Martin just being bad? Yeah, I think I, I didn't see Aston Martin this year improving anyway. I saw them going like a little bit off the table, but like, like where did they finish last year? I think they finished like seventh. I think I pred predicted them to mm -hmm. be seventh again this year. So... Um, I think, yeah, I just think the Aston Martin didn't have any pace, but like fair play to Hulkenberg, like not even, didn't even have, an, like he's been in the similar, but similar to a car, a real car is different in, in many ways, a lot of ways actually, but definitely I think, yeah, it's Hulkenberg for what he came back when he like, he got like three practice sessions in and he did amazing, like I, I think, yeah, Stroke was just underperforming or he's not comfortable with the car, but it's a big shock. I was shocked to see Hulkenberg beat stroll like he's only 17 he, i don't know how far he was off the off p15 but yeah still it was um i was mm -hmm. like i hope he does well in the race tomorrow he might not get he could get points if something crazy happens but i hope he like he beats stroll anyway tomorrow yeah and you you just brought up a point there as we kind of make our way up the grid with other teams the one thing i was going to say is the bigger factor i think is in qualifying this is you know Obviously, we're qualifying at night, a, a relatively dry circuit. We have no idea long term if some teams are going to be better suited to it, just with more reliability with their car, even though their cars might technically be slower um, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. That could obviously benefit someone like 
Ricardo, who was struggling or was just a little bit slower today as time goes on. Um, what are your thoughts on Haas? Haas or Bach? <laughs> K-Mag, I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What's what? What's the music? The like the sound for like the return or someone like just it, it just insert that and put K Mag back. But yeah, he, he I feel so happy for him. He like he had the struggle with that ha- like that the, the house in twenty twenty, and he he was like like he said he was never going to go back to F1 he, he wrote a book about all the things that happened with him and Haas mm-hmm. and he was making memes on, on Instagram about the Haas and now he's racing in that Haas so yeah I, I am happy like I, I'm sad that he had a hydraulics issue which mm-hmm. like it stopped him like from like kind of improving that he had to kind of take care of the car when he's going around on his only his, his one run in uh, Q3 so yeah. But yeah, if I think if Haas like it could be concerned more about their hydraulics about their reliability for tomorrow, but yeah, I think Haas could actually get points even with Schumacher tomorrow. Definitely points are on the table on the cars tomorrow. They have a competitive car. I thought Haas like I was just thinking to myself like if Haas get like top five or something like that, like even like top six, no top seven is even brilliant for where they were. It's a massive improvement. No, I definitely think you're right. And I, I, before I, I'm going to knock on wood right now because it's just, it would be so hot, such a jinx that their car came back tomorrow, gets a DNF because of some hydraulic issue. Like that would be such a classic Haas move um, mm-hmm. with them. But it, the fact that, you know, based on what we had last year and what we saw initially in some of the practice sessions, I'm like, you know, I don't really know if they're going to be able to keep this, this pace up, if you will. And the fact that they did, um, I was pleasantly surprised and I looked there, you know, you got him sandwiched between Batas and Alonzo. Um, f- funny enough, you know, Batas and Hamilton will be staring each other across in the eyes in some ways tomorrow, which I think is going to be absolutely great. But um, America's team in some ways, you know, Gene Haas, uh, that team has undergone so much with, you know, the whole controversy with Russia. So it is really nice to see them back up and hopefully in the points tomorrow. Um, with that too being said, how about, um, Fernando Alonso silently working his way back the speedster, um, back into the top 10. Yeah, I think like, I, I thought him going to be lower in fairness. Like they do have, like they brought upgrades to this race weekend as well. But yeah, I think he went, he went under the radar definitely like, and I think he out qualifying Russell as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I think that I'll, it just it's the other question is will the reliability hold up? Like, will everyone's reliability hold up? Like, even before like Bottas had to get a new power unit before this uh, qualifying session, so he's taken one out of his. Tr- um, he's on two engines now out of his three he has to use. Um, Ricard no, uh, Ocon and Perez had to take a gearbox out of one or four for this season. So yeah, I think it's it's gonna be like even the commentators think Martin Brundle was saying there, like the reliability is gonna be massive tomorrow, like who will finish the race like because of um reliability and as well they're saying about the E10 fuel, they're saying that it, because when the when the engine gets low, when it gets down to minimum fuel a bit, the engine the E10 fuel decides to like it kind of gets a hotter in the fuel tank. So you could you might see engines actually start to explode tomorrow, like which you don't want to see, but yeah, it could cause a lot of DNFs tomorrow with the, the new fuel as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, man, I, oh, 
We'll, we'll see. I, I got to imagine that, you know, there's a lot of talk and a lot of the Twitter spaces that we've both been in people mm -hmm. claiming that, you know, Max is a dangerous driver, a little more on the edge than uh, Hamilton at times where Hamilton, people think Hamilton can deliver the car uh, more safely than, than Max can. Um, are you betting on a safety car after that first corner here tomorrow? Cause uh, there's, that's a long straightaway. And I, something tells me, your boy Verstappen's going to be completely elbows out against uh, yeah. those two Ferraris in front and behind him trying to get the slipstream going. Yeah, I, let's say I won't be going. I will not be going on the Twitter space if there is controversy. I do think, um, yes, Max will be elbows out. He'd be disappointed that he didn't get pulled by only it. Like that, miss out by a tent, but yeah, I definitely think yeah it's going to be him and Leclerc. Like they've had history in Carton. If uh, if you want, there's a iconic interview between Max and Leclerc when they're like only like ten or so. It's on mm -hmm. Twitter and on YouTube where they're like basically they've had like they're they're basically going on going at each other because of what Max antics on they collide I think in Carton something like that. I don't know the full story of it, but yeah, like that. Um, yeah, they have they have history between the two of them, and even. If you saw the 2019 Austri Austrian Grand Prix where Max uh, forced uh, uh, Leclerc off the road and went on to win the Grand Prix in the last few laps in Silverstone 2019 as well, where uh, Leclerc uh, forced ever sat off the track and made him go uh, completely like off the track. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what corner it was, but yeah, they do. They're going to fight each other to the to the races tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can try to drag that up here and include it with this, because um, that would definitely be interesting to see and kind of almost pretty funny to see him 10 years old going back to after it. So um, we've gone kind of up up and down the grid. Obviously, we can, you know, roughly, know, based on qualifying, maybe some idea where the team sit. Safety cars, I'm going to guess, is definitely going to come out, controversy or not. You got to imagine it just without the with the reliability and not knowing yeah. yet. I'm going to imagine there's going to be at least one. I'd probably say likely to um tomorrow though just race predictions in general um who do you got on the podium it's hard but before that i'm happy that we have to mention latifi in this podcast oh so. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah latifi podium that you have that really hot take are you still feeling okay about that well, like he can improve over the season, so I'm uh, not this weekend anyway. But dead last, yeah, Albon beating him significantly. But yeah, going back to the, the podium predictions, I think. <laughs> um, okay, let's say I'm going to go for Stappen will win, mm -hmm. the clerk second, science third. Okay, and in any of that too, do you do you see? I know this is kind of a it's an out there question. Do you see? You think for Stappen or I, that might not be far off, but part of me still thinks the Ferrari, I know for Stappen, you said they had a little bit of a mistake on the, the last lap, but part of me thinks the Ferrari pounding units a little bit faster. I, I'll predict mm -hmm. that they get the fastest lap tomorrow. Yeah, I definitely think that, ha that could happen. But Leclerc did say in testing, I think on the long run pace, they're behind uh, Red Bull anyway. So we mm -hmm. could, we'll see definitely on the long run pace how it goes, but I think going back to Mercedes, I think Mercedes could have sacrificed their qualifying as well to set up for race pace as well. So you could, we could see them challenging for like the third place as well. Can't count them out, but yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And it's also Mercedes. So I, I'm just going to be bold. I uh, hate to say it. I see, 
I see some controversy coming early. This season's already been hyped up a lot, and I think fans are overly excited as opposed to previous seasons. Um, I'm calling a big crash this race. Not that I want anyone ever to get injured, but part of me thinks part of me thinks some of Verstappen's antics is going to come out and uh, ha- have something have some chaos ensue somewhere in this race. So, mm-hmm. um, may or may not happen. Part of me thinks because we also don't know the race strategy, if this is a two or three stopper, um, mm-hmm. I see that becoming a huge, a huge thing. Checo Perez normally for, for Red Bull is so good at conserving his tires. Not saying that's going to help him win this race particular, but uh, I got one of the Ferraris, I think winning this, if Verstappen doesn't crash, uh, maybe P2, P3, and then Part of me thinks maybe Mercedes will make a run. I think I think Lewis um, could have a chance, but that goes back like to what you said with the race pace. And I'm also gonna not to call out any of our listeners, but there is the F1 diplomat who um, had a very hot take claiming that he thinks George is it was was it gonna wipe the floor with Lewis? I'm kind of laughing oh, as I'm saying that. Or was mop, it who's gonna mop oh, Lewis? <laughs> mop Lewis. Okay, I uh, I'm not gonna agree with that. I think Lewis actually finishes fat finishes surprisingly higher than George's race. So I'll go with that. But um, time will tell, obviously, as I say way too often on this podcast. So it'll be exciting to watch tomorrow. Um, We'll be doing a Twitter spaces immediately following the race as well, just to break down everything again, get everyone's reaction. Um, Anything else before we sign off here at all, Rory? I just want to make a public apology to Diplomat. I didn't mean to announce my uh, secrets on that live stream, the YouTube, the D- on the on uh, the DRS uh, live stream we did on the DRS on live stream we did today. So on AMG Den's channel. So I would like to apologize. I didn't mean to um, <laughs> cause some hatred that went towards you. So I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's all I think it's all playful. But you know that's the beauty yeah. of F1. You get a lot of different opinions, and you know what. He might not be getting any heat if, if what he said actually does come true. And that's the beauty of mm-hmm. a 23 week season. So yeah. even, even one race can't predict everything just like, you know, Ricardo being P 18 might not be the same thing. So yeah. um, thank you so much for all of our listeners, by the way, we did want to announce for the one or few listeners in Kenya. Um, we did get an update from Apple podcasts. We are currently the 81 or 81st P 81 um, for the sports section of podcasts in the country of Kenya. So that is awesome. Um, and, uh, we'll look forward to getting uh, you guys some more episodes out here sooner or later. Um, happy watching everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, especially to those people in Kenya, the true backbone of this podcast. Amen. <laughs>